for those games. Or and pizza. Or pizza. And they didn't in that house either. Shots! Where did he come from? He came from game three. Andy Delmore, the hero of game three, has shot high on Tugna and given the Flyers a two to nothing lead. A huge face-off win by Keith Primo. Look at the puck on end. Yes, Bright has stepped up and they cost him. Oh my gosh. Here comes a player on a three-on-one. Recky. Center shot. Because Andy Delmore came back with the Rockets just blazing. Luke Richardson, certainly not a play physical hockey. Scott knocked it away from Tucker. He's got the track. seeing is the Pittsburgh end. It is just littered with hats. Yep, that is the, uh, the, the, the call right there. I love it. Andy Delmore, his flyer days. Oh, those were the days to only be able to go back uh, in time. Right, and and you heard some of the name Casparitis, uh, Primo. You, you heard some of the names that were on uh, those teams that he played with, and uh, to be able to pull off a hat trick in any game is quite a feat. To be able to do it at the National Hockey League level is absolutely incredible as well. And the crazy part about all this is, we played a minute and forty five seconds of that audio. He didn't get to hear any of it. That's right. Jacob is still working on getting him on the horn. He's texting me. I'm texting Jake. Jake's telling me in my ears. I'm like, oh man, this is the struggle. Uh, this this is the struggle of working uh, working remote right here, coming to you live from uh, Bellino's basement bunker here for doing a little walleye Wednesday. And a big thanks to Chris Ketman for putting that highlight uh, up on it. Now I have seen that before, but it's been a, been a while since we've had uh, we've had the Delhi Lama on the horn with us. And I thought, that, you know what? That's a great way to intro him uh, by reliving some of those some of those glory days, if you will, of his career in the NHL. And uh, he was also named one of the uh, Nashville Predators top fifty players in franchise history. So how about that? I saw that. Uh, I don't know where I saw that on uh, I think I saw it on the internet somewhere somewhere it was I don't know hey Jake any luck getting him still working still working do you want me to have him call us yeah you can do that all right that's that's what I'll uh, that that's what I'll do then um, I'll send him a quick text and see if this whole thing uh, you know this is live radio this is what we do man we got we adjust on the fly I think that that's I the... had him on and the phone failed oh really it's one of those yeah, I'm not sure what's quite going on. Oh, so he was on. Did he hear any of that sweet montage of goals just now? He should have heard the beginning of it. Yeah. Oh man! All right. So at least when he, at least when he gets on here, he's gonna he's gonna know that you know we we try to give him you know really really something special to intro him onto the program. And because of you know because of live radio, then that's what happens. Hey, by the way, I went to the uh, which is crazy. I went to the ECHL website to look at the schedule earlier and they didn't have any of the stuff up 
they didn't have any of the uh, any of the standings up for this season. They got him now. All right, there here here he comes. Here he is finally. Uh, it's the man, the myth, the legend, assistant coach of your Toledo Walleye, uh, Andy Delmore, and Coach Del, uh, Delmore Delhi Lama, as we like to call him. Did, were you able to hear any of that illustrious montage from your uh, from your glory days back with the, uh, the the Philadelphia Flyers? I can't believe I missed it. Oh my God! Well, let me tell you. Do you want to know what happens? <laughs> no. I, yeah. Sure. Okay, all right, you scored three goals, and the names during the broadcast are incredible to wrap the mind around. Uh, some of the guys that you had played with, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, goaltending Kasparitis. They were talking about Primo. They, they, all of them, and it was like, wow, like look at, look at, look at this, look at this roster. A young Andy Delmore just out there skating. It was during the '90s, uh, Coach Delmore. Did you have frosted tips at any point uh, in your life? One thousand percent. See, you know, it's it's a lifestyle at that point. You know, it's not it's not even a hair it was choice. What it was. That's right. You it dedicated. Was what it was. Dedicated. How are you, my you friend? Uh, how's uh, how's the 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 quarantine COVID nineteen life treating you? What a, what what a different time. It, it, it's it's just different. You know what I mean? It's uh, my kids are going squirrely. You know, it, it's uh, you know, I I guess I understand why we're doing it, and it's. It's just like, uh, I guess the biggest question: When's going to return back to normal? Yeah, that's the. I, I think the the fear of the unknown is the is the most challenging part uh, about this because everybody wants uh, everybody wants answers. You know, everybody wants to know when we, we when will we get back to life as we once knew it. And you know, you're the first person to actually admit that people in the house are going a little squirrely. I think that uh, most people have kind of been like, "Oh no, it's a great time for me to catch up with family." And you know, uh, Coach Michael yeah, Huger, a bowling. <laughs> Coach Michael Eager of Bully Green said uh, that his wife finally figured out that he prefers uh, what kind of mayonnaise he prefers. And I was like, okay, all right. Well, let's see, the, you know, the Miracle Whip versus Hellman's. It's a battle royale in the Huger yeah. house. Have you learned, you know, you spent so many years, look at you laughing because you understand where I'm going with this. You spent so much time on the road uh, in your career. Have you, uh, have you learned anything new about your wife? Okay. Nothing. That's that's fair. You want to know what when we when I when I was playing overseas, she was with me the whole time, and obviously she couldn't work over there, so I was with her the whole time. So this feels, it almost feels the same as over there a little bit. It's just we had two kids that uh, you're trying to homeschool and entertain. It's uh, it's a handful. What's what's more what's more difficult? Uh, three and three heading like to uh, to Brampton and to Wheeling and to Cincinnati, or what you just mentioned of trying to homeschool and keep those kids entertained over the weekend. What's a more challenging weekend? Similar. <laughs> <laughs> there's this video. There's this video circulating around the internet right now, Coach. That uh, it's uh, you know you have two options: option A, you're quarantined with your wife and kid, or option B, and before the guy can even get B. through option B, yeah, the guy's like uh, B, 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 yeah, option it's beautiful. B. Beautiful. It's uh, actually hysterical. It was uh, one of the first ones that kind of came flying out. Fan, fantastic. This the uh, the way that he oh, said it, the way no you way. said it just now. Uh, you know, somewhat similar. So, what does Coach Delmore's life uh, look like right now? I mean, I know with the uh, with the ending of the season, we can get to all that stuff. But what's the daily routine look like for you now? You know what? We're sleeping in like crazy. It's actually interesting. I mean, I think I mentioned to it yesterday. We just our whole day is like just kind of pushed back a little bit. So it doesn't start till 
you know, nine thirty, ten some days. It's, it's crazy. Um, I got to get them outside at least a couple times of the day to, you know, the weather hasn't been that great here yet. So it, it's been tough to get them outside for, you know, hours at a time. So it's usually a bike ride and then, you know, in the backyard, kicking the soccer ball around, trying to, trying to get them to do something. So, uh, number one, that's my side of the kind of the thing to do. So, uh, get them outside. My wife's, uh, you know, got some schooling going on for them for, I'm not a crazy amount of time, but just to keep them, keep the oldest one, my 11 year old sharp, my four year old, she's, uh, she's just, uh, being a buzzsaw around the house. So, you know, from, from uh, cleaning the basements and cleaning stuff out, spring cleaning, the cooking meals, all of a sudden it's uh, 10 o'clock at night and we're like, well, where'd the day go? You know, and, and you mentioned the, uh, you know, the four-year-old being a buzzsaw on the house, like Sonic the Hedgehog just rolling through and just destructive. It has no idea, what, you know, there's really not necessarily comprehending what the uh, what the ramifications of just, you know, just doing whatever they want, but uh, it, can be, it can be a challenge chasing little ones uh, around the house yeah. like that. Yeah, it's all good. Don't get me wrong; it keeps me on my toes. But there's at times I just want to, I just want five minutes just to uh, decompress a little bit. But you know, I know what? Like you said, people uh, people don't know what to expect from this thing, and uh, you know, I think I'm in the boat of kind of like I'm trying to stay away from the news a little bit. What's one thing I am trying to do? You know, in 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 you living obviously in a in a in a different country in Canada, our, our neighbors next door to the north. What is uh, I mean? Is there anything different than what you've seen kind of down here in the uh, in the states? Is is everything in your city kind of you know locked up and, and closed down outside of like grocery stores are still open around here? Um, you know, fast food chains and uh, local bars and restaurants are still open for carry out and delivery. But but what's uh, you know is there is there any anything different going on up there in Canada? No, it's exactly the same as what you just said. Uh, you know. The one thing that I can say is I think uh, as of last night, we're at about 15 cases in, in, in Windsor, Ontario. Actually, it's Windsor, Essex County, so probably about uh, 400,000 people. Uh, we're at 15 cases right now. So um, I don't know if it just hasn't hit here hard or people are actually doing their part and, and trying to social distance and do their thing. It's... Uh, you know, it's kind of a positive thing uh, in comparison to, like, the state of Michigan or, or whatnot. But, like, you just don't know if that's – it hasn't hit yet or we're just doing a good job at it. it it's kind of a weird thing. Uh, Andy Delmore joining us uh, right now, assistant coach of the Toledo Walleye. And, uh, you know, uh, Coach Delmore, I, I thought that this year was the year. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. I thought that everything was trending the right way. The power play, the penalty kill, the goaltending was phenomenal. Uh, and, and your team was really ramping things up as we, uh, you know, march forward through the last couple weeks of the season, headed towards the Kelly Cup playoffs in a season. We'll all kind of sit back and, and, and say, what if? Did, did you think that this team had uh, the parts? Did you think that they had the juice? I know there were a lot of questions early and you know it, it, when you looked at the numbers that the team was off to a very similar start as some of the more successful teams in in years past uh, but for some reason it just didn't feel the same and then all of a sudden it was like you know right after a, a rough homestand in January it's like this team kicked it into another gear did you think that this team had it for sure I think there's there was definitely a chance um you know we did do a lot of work this year trying to retool the the roster mid season with with some of the trades, some of the guys we brought in. So 
we definitely, there was a real good chance. And, you know, the disappointment is still there. And I'm sure it is for, for a lot of the players too. So we had a good team. Like you said, you ran through a lot of the things that, that create that good team, you know, from goaltending, special teams, uh, you know, getting some toughness. We were, we were a good hockey team. It was uh, awfully, uh, awfully disappointing. Uh, when you know you use that word disappointing, I think that that's the way you know people have tried to keep you know somewhat of a positive attitude about it. Like, oh yeah, we kind of we kind of understand, and you know, I I just I don't know how you you guys who are either playing or coaching who have invested so much time into a season that are playing for an ultimate goal and to have that just, you know, like the, uh, you, you made it through like the Irishman's three and a half hours long. You got three hours through the movie and they just pulled the plug and then that was it. And it's like, well, well mm-hmm. how does this thing yeah. end? And then the, the, what yeah. if do you, do you think that what if kind of stays with you for a while? No, I, it doesn't because I, I realize what happened now after you see, you know, a, a global pandemic going on. I think it kind of takes precedence over, over everything else. So, there's not a what if it's it's more just a, that little disappointment and you know like you said knowing that you know the time that the work that you put in you know the driving the buses the planes it, you know it all goes I don't want to say to nothing because we learned a ton this year so it, it, there's a lot of things that we've learned and uh, you know we're able to grow upon but you know it, it, there is that disappointment of uh, you know we, we we had a real good team. You know, how was this, uh, because there were, you know, there was a late edition of Emerson Clark, it almost felt like uh, you and Coach Watson still weren't necessarily, it didn't matter if it was, you know, October 20th or if it was, uh, you know, February 28th. Like, the, you guys were, you know, continuing to add different players to this roster, and there was a lot of uh, a lot of shakeup throughout the year. But for, you know, for whatever reason, however it was possible, even though there were some new faces um, and it, it felt like it was happening, you know, rather routinely that there were you know, new guys coming and going for some reason, it seemed like everybody on this team clicked. And that to me was probably one of the more surprising things because in, in the ECHL, when you have the roster, when the amount of roster movement that you have in this league for your team to stay pretty consistent with all the new faces, that was probably a big shocker uh, for me. Were you, were you shocked by that as well as, as how some of the new guys uh, came into this team and things seemed to uh, kind of click, or was there more there uh, that you know we on the outside don't know? I mean, we're not in the day to day. We're not at practice or sitting in a film session. You know, we're not on the bus or doing anything like that. But it, it felt like yeah, this team you know, got along. Yeah, sometimes you get lucky. To be honest, um, you know, we we all do our research and our character checks, and you know, make sure that they're the right fit for the hockey team. And uh, sometimes you miss a couple. Sometimes you don't, and you know, it's just we didn't miss, and we got lucky a little bit. Everybody got along, and um, you know, we didn't get to see Clark at all. But you know, uh, I, sometimes it just all works out. Like I said, we'll never know, right? And it's uh, disappointing, but it's it's funny how sometimes a team just gels a little quicker. And um, you know, we had some good guys around that dressing room too. The Kyle bonuses, Burschbacks that. Uh, you know, kind of keep things uh, keep things going, and and you know they've been with us for so long that they just they're great at spreading the message of what uh, of what you know being a walleye is, and you know the fan base, and and they just uh, they're a great job at uh, like I said spreading the uh, spreading the word. 
You know, uh, Coach Andy Delmore joining us uh, right now uh, from the Toledo Walleye. And, and Coach, a lot of times, you know, you look at uh, what – and we hear this all the time where players and coaches thank uh, the fans. And you talked about you, – you mentioned the word right now, uh, you know, just now, fans. And what was it like to play – in that arena in the Huntington Center on March 11th before the sports world went black, basically, and everything was suspended. You, you guys played in an empty Huntington Center to the point where they called me and they said, don't even come in, stay home, stay safe. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll be at home then, I guess. What was that like? Did it remind you of, like, uh, maybe your youth days? Because I, I imagine, you know, for most people who have, have played competitive sports and reached uh, the level of professional sports, at one point in your life you played in an empty gymnasium, you played at an empty football field, or you played, you know, in an empty rink as a, as a youngster at 9 a.m. with just a couple parents there, uh, maybe with a cup of coffee in their hands. Like, it, it's not like it hasn't happened before but it's so many years removed i mean i am i imagine that you know that that had to be kind of strange it was eerie it was it was uh it was real surreal like i've i don't think i've ever been in a building obviously that big with that least amount of people like (laughs) growing up if you were at an arena and there was you know a 7 a.m practice at least there was a group of 10 dads having coffee in the corner like you know what I mean? There was, it was, you know, you'd been to Tamil and you, you know, you could look and see some, some parents from the stands at least. There was not a lot of people in that building that night. And it was weird, man. I, I, yeah. And it, and it, it made sense for the ECHL, which is a league that is built on, you know, fans and attendance and doesn't have the, the national sponsorship like an NHL. And people want to say, well, play without fans. And it's like, well, the, the league can't necessarily function like that. So no, at the, it's at, impossible. At, yeah, yeah. At that point, had to kind of, had to kind of, you know, cut your losses. When you look at the goaltending uh, from Billy Christopoulos, I mean, he was, he was fantastic. What a wonderful addition he was to this team, especially when you know maybe there was a question mark with Pat Nagel going up and Pat getting some legitimate time up there at Grand Rapids. I know that that's one of the, one of the challenges of coaching at this level is you see a guy who's having such a good year, um, or has put together a good couple of years, and they go up to Grand Rapids. You want to see them play. I think that that's the biggest thing. You For don't sure. want to see him just be a placeholder yeah. on the roster and get, and be a healthy scratch just so they have somebody like no. If you're if you're going to take one of our guys, please put them on the ice and and, and, let, and allow them to play. And give them that opportunity. And Pat was taking full advantage yeah. of that. We get the we get the Greek freak. No, not Giannis uh, Antetokounmpo. We get Billy Christopoulos. <laughs> I mean, that guy was lights out this year. I mean, you 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 played around NHL goalies. You know what it's like to have somebody where you have the the just the utmost confidence behind you. Uh, that in the in the event that I do get beat somewhere, I know that this guy's solid behind me. How does that allow you to play maybe a little more freely or a little bit, a little bit more with a, a clear, open mind as a defenseman when you know the guy between the pipes is bringing it every night? Yeah. You know, just to add to what you said, uh, Waddy will tell you it's the best trade he's ever made. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I was waiting for – I kept on waiting for this – for Billy to fail. Like, I kept on waiting and waiting, and then it, it never happened. I was like, oh my God, this is, it's just, it's continuing to roll on. And I was like, okay, maybe this kid is the real deal. Like, you know, because you don't know him, you were just waiting, you're waiting. He got on a roll as a goaltender that lasted half a season, basically, which is, you know, crazy. What what did he end up his record? Uh, You know it off by hand. I don't know it off. 25 and 2, 26 and 2. Something crazy like that? 
Yeah, let me uh, let me let me check and check and see uh, real quick because I do have the internet. Thirty games played, twenty four wins, three losses, three overtime losses, twenty four three and three. And his save percentage is nine point five four something. Yeah, it was off the charts. Only allowed two point two nine goals against and a and a nine thirty two save percentage. Nine thirty two. That is outrageous. The numbers, like it's. Uh, like what a run for for a guy that you know is going to be a pilot. Like it's crazy. Yeah, they, the uh, the goaltending by him, and I think uh, obviously you know from a fan's perspective, we're like, oh yeah, well great, where'd you find this? But you and Waddy just had to be giggling to each other like midway through, like, oh my god, would you look at this guy? It's it's unreal. The the numbers are astonishing, and like you said about the the way we played when he was in the net. Um, I think they just knew that even if one went in, if he watched his his mannerisms after a goal went in, he was never mad. He was never he was like, oh yeah, well I guess I'll just stop every other one tonight for you guys. I guess sorry about that. <laughs> like he's, he's like okay, <laughs> you know he's uh what a great guy to be around to as a, as a person. Just uh, yeah, such a focused person. Like uh, nothing bothers him. He's just he's cool as a cucumber in there. What does the uh, I know that because we don't really know uh, how the timetable uh, works out. So you know, trying to figure out what what happens next for for you and and, and these players and, and Coach Watson, of course, to see what um, you know w- what goes on next. But I mean, what what do you do from a hockey standpoint? Is it just like film and you know meetings and trying to you know work towards you know twenty 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 one as if as if we're just going to go along according to the schedule and then we'll adjust on the fly if if something changes. Yeah. It's it's weird, Anthony. It's uh, we we don't know. Um, obviously, there's been a few uh, seminars put on uh, by the NHL Coaches Association just to uh, uh, you know share some thoughts and, and listen up and, and basically better ourselves. That's one thing that has been going on. Um, obviously, recruiting is it's kind of a different thing. You know, it's just, it's quiet. It's, uh, you know, obviously when this all clears at some point here, we'll, we'll get ramped up and, and get the team ready, uh, fill roster spots. Uh, it's just, uh, it's almost on a holding pattern right now. It, it's like, we're trying to find something to do, but there's just not much to do. He's Andy Delmore and uh, coach. One last one for you. Will the lions win the super bowl this year? No, <laughs> Come on, have a little faith. Hey, this is the year. Hey. Extra playoff spot. The Lions are going to the playoffs. I'm telling you this right now. Mark it down. What is today? April 1st? April 1st. You heard it here first at 848. The Lions are going to make the playoffs this year. Okay, that's fine. They can make the playoffs. That's, that would be an amazing accomplishment for that franchise. <laughs> that's uh, right. that, 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 that I'm hurts. The biggest Lions fan. I'm the biggest Lions fan in the world. I'm, I can't. I can't emotionally tie myself to this thing again. I got to well, stay on the outside a little bit. Okay, mock draft. Who are they taking? Oh, I, I mean, it, it all depends. I mean, are they going to go? Uh, you know, if if Washington skips over Chase Young, do you add Chase Young to the? Oh, no, that's obviously yes. Due that's, to the defensive line, that's a, dr- that's a dream scenario. 
is it uh, is it going to be Okuda on the on the back end? I mean, they've already made some adjustments to their secondary um, with the with the addition of Desmond Trufant. Do they go with Isaiah Simmons because he's kind of a tweener, like linebacker slash safety? Like, what is he really? I don't know. But we keep hearing the term multiples from Matt Patricia. He wants guys that can play multiple yeah, positions. Yeah. Maybe he'd be a nice fit. If it's not Chase Young, I'd like it to be Simmons, just because I think it's so intriguing and it's a like you want to talk about a freak athlete, like that's freakish. All right, I'll go with Simmons. Uh, I would understand the Okuda pick as well. Um, I would understand the the Brown pick out of Auburn. I would understand that too. Like the only one that the only guy like, like I wouldn't if they take a a guard <laughs> or a center, I'll lose my mind. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, yeah, we we gotta wait. That's why we have extra picks in the third and fifth round. We gotta we gotta yeah, find yeah, some yeah. value in the offensive line at that point. Somebody so from we got a, the best run blocking guard in the draft, <laughs> and we can't run the football. Like that would be that would be the no. the, the complete lions esque way to do this draft. You wonder what in the other scenario too is if if Miami comes calling, like let's go, let's get that extra maybe first rounder out of them. Who knows, right? Oh, hundred percent. That's why I was okay with the Matt Stafford rumors and the, you know, should the lions draft Tua? I wanted all those rumors to start because I don't believe that they're going to pull the plug on Matt Stafford just because, um, you know, the, no. the jobs that are on the line, if this thing doesn't work out this year, I, I thought for sure, yep. get those, get the rumor mill started, get Miami to come calling. Yeah. Swap yep, those picks. Yep, I'm all for it. Yep. He's Andy Delmore, and uh, if you didn't know, now you know. He is a Honolulu Blue and Silver fan. That's right. He likes the Detroit Lions. Coach Delmore, thanks so much for uh, for waking up with us this morning. Thanks. We greatly appreciate yep. it, my thanks, friend. Thanks, and... Appreciate it, okay, buddy. Be safe, eh? right. You too. You too. We'll see you soon. Okay, buddy. Bye. There he goes, Andy Delmore. We're going to step aside. We'll get you our Great Clips Clip of the Day. Great Clips is going to be great. How about the name U.S. Reed from 1981? Listen to the sound of this. Is this high definition, Jacob? I don't know. It's our Great Clips greatest clip of the day. They don't want to give Arkansas any kind of good shot at it. They're going to let Arkansas inbounds the ball. Reed now, four seconds, three seconds. Reed trying to dribble, two seconds, one second, long shot. Got it! Got it! 